This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, Chelsea, let's get back into good old American sports talk and bring in the man whose legs are still intact despite that computer <laughs> melting. It's Bill Rowland. Good morning, uh, Bill. By the way, we are not alone. Uh, Myanmar in Liberia also on oh, the imperial system. Oh, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Shout hitters. out to Myanmar and Liberia, <laughs> our partners here. Doing my best to keep everyone informed. All right, so read and react number one. Here we go. You were kind of mentioning it at the top of this uh, segment here. Jinx, some veteran coaches struggling to start this season. Mike Tomlin there in Pittsburgh is 2-2, two and two, but his offense, or Matt Canada's offense, <laughs> has yet to score more than two touchdowns in any game. They've been held under 10 points in both of their losses. Bill Belichick just suffered the worst loss of his career, getting beat by Dallas 38-3, and the Patriots have yet to score more than 20 points in any game this season. Is it possible, Jinx? Mm -hmm. Both of these coaches could be on the hot seat and on the way out after the season. Oh, this is a good one. I would say, I would say with Mike Tomlin, no. Now, he needs to get rid of Matt Canada or make a change. And I know last week he said changes are coming. What does that mean? Who knows? It's a very generic statement. But I feel like Tomlin has a longer leash just because I know he doesn't have this Super Bowl cachet that Belichick has, but I feel like he's more beloved in Pittsburgh because of what he's done with Les. But also, here, here's the thing. He can can Matt Canada and give himself a little extra time. Because right now, when people talk about the Steelers, they actually don't talk about Mike Tomlin. They'll talk about how bad Canada's offense is. So if you're Mike Tomlin, save yourself, can Matt Canada. As for Belichick, like he's taking L's like he's never taken before. Last week was the biggest loss in his head coaching career. He had to bench Mac Jones, and now we've had a long enough break between he and Tom Brady where that narrative that, oh, you can't win without Brady is kind of sticking around. So as crazy as it sounds, and we've heard rumbles about Belichick past couple seasons, I think it's Bill Belichick, but I will I will put a pin in the idea that Mike Tomlin is on his way out. Yeah, I don't think it's Mike Tomlin. Remember that old South Park sketch called Blame Canada, where they like have this whole song and dance about blaming Canada? <laughs> yes. They need to bring that back and play it in the streets of Pittsburgh because that is how bad the Matt streets. Canada is doing the streets. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be Matt Canada that goes before Mike Tomlin. He is such an entrenched coach there. And what's the stat on Mike Tomlin? He's never had a losing season. So I think that they will continue to have him around, give him at least another year or two. Uh, for Bill Belichick, I think the hot seat is actually real for Bill Belichick. And it sounds mm -hmm. crazy to say because no one feels like a more entrenched veteran head coach than Bill Belichick. And he's done so much for New England that I think it's going to be really tough and they'll have to choose their spot uh, to do it very wisely. But still, I don't know if it's going to be like a mutually parting of ways or what, but it could get very ugly in New England, especially if these losses don't just, you know, keep piling up and they're bad losses. It would be one thing if Mac Jones was, you know, uh, slicing and dicing and they barely lost to the Cowboys like they did. I think it is rookie season. I remember that being a really good game. Uh, so I think it's probably Bill Belichick that the seat is a touch warmer than Mike Tomlin's. Maybe not 212 degrees Fahrenheit, but still, it's pretty warm. <laughs> it's pretty amazing that we're talking about Bill Belichick. Yeah, right? I mean, and again, you know, Kraft, the owner up there, he, he'll make the change. He will. He's, they, they've had their disagreements before. All right, let's talk about a couple quarterbacks 
taken in the first round of the 2019 draft. They signed contract extensions over the past couple of seasons. Kyler Murray, who signed his deal back in 2022, and Daniel Jones, who got paid this offseason. Now, Murray hasn't been active at all as he's trying to get work his way back from a torn ACL. And Jones sure doesn't look like he's been active at all in the first four games of the season either. Out in Arizona, Joshua Dobbs has actually done a pretty admirable job leading Arizona through four games. They've been a feisty team out there. So, Chelsea, let me ask you, when you look at how well Dobbs has played for Arizona, are the Cardinals and the Giants going to regret these contracts they handed out? Uh, duh, I think they already have, right? Like, look at how duh. much money they're paying these guys. It would be one thing if the contracts for quarterbacks were, you know, normal uh as relatively speaking like obviously these are professional football players and this is the highest demand position in almost all of sports like isn't it the hardest to find a good quarterback so i think the 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 tough part is is kyler murray isn't even playing like the fact that he's not even on the field and he's had some injuries uh that have kept him from being available and also we have the the questions about his work ethic and the fact that he's not learning the playbook. Like, I don't know it personally. I'm not in that locker room. But still, you've heard the rumors of him watching uh, or playing video games more than he is learning the playbook. And I think that is the part that is really frustrating because he does have a ton of talent. Like, he's a small guy. But still, there is some talent in there. Then you look across the way at Daniel Jones. Yes, it can be frustrating when this is your $160 million man, but also it's a team that just doesn't have a ton of talent around around him. When you are missing big chunks on your offensive line, it shows. Andrew Thomas being out has shown. So he has been running for his life. It's been a bad team altogether. So it's not just Daniel Jones' fault. I think there are several quarterbacks that could be put behind that offensive line and who would really struggle. So I think everybody is regretting both of these, uh, but more so the Kyler Murray one. I agree with you. I also think both teams are going to have regret here as to what they did during the offseason. And ask yourself this question when it comes to Kyler Murray. Do you think if the Cardinals end up being the worst team in football this season and they have a chance to draft Caleb Williams, are they going to pass on that and say, no, 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 you know, Kyler's like, no. They will draft Caleb Williams. I I haven't seen anything from Kyler. Kyler hasn't won anything. So I, he deserved that deal in that who else were they going to pay at the time? No one. They, they had to because it's hard to be a quarterback in the NFL. He's a better than average quarterback, but not great quarterback. And then with Daniel Jones, it's kind of the same thing. Did they want to start over? No. So I understand why they did that. But, man, you look at that, and I know it's one play. Well, look at that one interception on Monday night. It was such a bad call. The guys in the Manning cast are like, yeah, Brian Dable's on the sideline throwing a surface angry after the game. So I think they're going to long-term regret these signings. At the same time, if you take the particular positions they were in, they didn't have a whole lot of choice. But, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of regret there. Lots of regrets going on for both, of these, <laughs> for both of these franchises, I think, for these guys that they've signed. Yeah, it's, it's not a good look. And – Here's the thing. Joshua Dobbs taken in the same round one year after Dak mm -hmm. Prescott, I believe. And look at all the hype that Prescott gets for being a quarterback. And Dobbs was taking the same round. Might even been the exact same pick. But yeah. I know it's the same round just a year later. I think he's done a remarkable job there in Arizona. They may be better off. Caleb Williams things, not to get too far off to an aside. Uh, I have to look it up. He put out five teams that he would be okay with being yeah. drafted by. 
Arizona was not one of them. <laughs> of so he may of be course. headed back to USC. As he says, he can make more money there than he would in his rookie He's not deal wrong. In the NFL. So, all right, final one here. Christian McCaffrey has been an absolute steal since he was traded to San Francisco. McCaffrey leading the NFL in rushing yards with 459, rushing touchdowns with six, while also leading the league in scrimmage yards at 600 and scrimmage touchdowns with seven. He's 14 to one to win the MVP jinx. He's the best player on the best team. So doesn't that make him the MVP? Yeah, it's at 14 to one. Yes. Right now I would say great. And now I think the book on Christian McCaffrey for years, which we all know is, hey, he can't stay healthy. Hey, he can't stay healthy. Oh, so much talent, but he's always banged up, which was true. But we haven't seen it now. He looks unbelievable. That is the only sabotage factor. So, yes, this is a quarterback award. That's why, what do you see? Who do you see ahead of Christian McCaffrey? Josh Allen, Tua, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, all quarterbacks. So, two risks. A, maybe Christian gets injured. B, it's a quarterback-driven award. But at the same time, if he continues to be this dynamic and the Niners keep winning, why not? I love it. Yeah. Well, I would agree with you, too, but that doesn't mean he's going to win it because this is a quarterback award. We haven't had a non-quarterback win this since 2014, maybe, when Adrian Peterson won it. Uh, Yeah, it was 2012, so it's been even longer. Look at Cooper Cup. The guy won the triple crown of receiving, was unguardable. Did he win the MVP? No, he didn't because this is a quarterback award. So I think in a year, if there were no quarterbacks who were putting up eye-popping stats, maybe you could make a case for Christian McCaffrey. But I just feel like the crop of quarterbacks is still too good for somebody to pry this award away from quarterbacks. I still think it's going to be a quarterback. And that is the only reason I would say uh, Christian McCaffrey's not winning MVP. I like the 14 to one odds though. That's the only that's thing. The thing. That's yeah. the thing. That's the 14 thing. to one. You're like, well, okay, he has a couple more. Like what if he goes out and goes for hundred yards and three touchdowns against the Cowboys this weekend? Yeah. I mean, he could. What if Tua throws five more touchdowns? Like that's the, the sabotage factors. You have quarterbacks who can put up huge numbers. I mean, it's true, but if you're factoring the odds in, then at 14 to one, I'll take a shot at him. So I, I think a quarterback will probably win. You're not wrong there. We always look at the quarterbacks. But at 14 to 1, I'll put a sprinkle on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, why not? Because unlike a lot of running backs, too, which I think gives him a touch of an edge, he can catch and run the ball. Not every running back in the NFL is suited to do that. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.